Today we're talking about an article titled Minimizing Secondary Defects in Forehead Flaps Through Frontalis Muscle Preservation. It was published in the British Journal of Plastic Surgery in 1983 and written by A.G. Leonard. The article addresses a common concern with the use of forehead flaps for intraoral reconstruction. While the forehead flap is a popular technique, it often leaves an unsightly secondary defect with a shiny adherent graft and an expressionless forehead. But this article suggests a technique that can help minimize these secondary defects. It proposes raising the flap superficial to the frontalis muscle, leaving its structure and innervation intact. By preserving the frontalis muscle, expressive movement is maintained and the secondary defect is minimized. The technique is described in the article with illustrative cases. The authors also discuss the anatomical considerations for this technique. They couldn't carry out facial dissections in post-mortem specimens, so they relied on literature on protection of the frontal branch of the facial nerve in brow lift surgery. They found that a large part of the pedicle of the forehead flap lies above and behind a line where the nerve is located. By keeping the inferior border of the flap 1.5 centimeters above the eyebrow, they were able to avoid any potential damage to the nerve. However, they do mention that this violates the aesthetic unit concept of facial skin replacement, so it's not recommended. They also discuss their technique for raising the flap, which involves careful dissection and preservation of blood vessels and nerves. The margins of the flap are incised through the skin and just into the subcutaneous fat, following the outline of the forehead as an aesthetic unit. Meticulous hemostasis is important, and the flap should be raised before the blood pressure rises. The authors recommend starting the dissection from below the contralateral eyebrow, then above the ipsilateral eyebrow, and finally from the posterior superior margin of the flap to identify and protect the vessels. The article provides a step-by-step guide with illustrations. Once the flap is raised, it can be used for reconstruction either by laying it into the defect or passing it through a tunnel in the cheek for intraoral defects. After suturing the flap in place, A thick dermatome graft is placed over the frontalis muscle and split skin grafts are used to cover other areas of the defect. The article concludes by discussing the advantages of the forehead flap compared to other alternatives for intraoral lining repair. While there are new techniques available, such as myocutaneous flaps, they may have limitations in certain cases. The authors believe that the described technique can significantly reduce many of the ballot objections to the traditional forehead flap, such as secondary defects and loss of expressive movement. That's all for today. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned for more interesting topics in plastic surgery. Have a great day.